time for the Retirement Roadmap Podcast with registered financial consultant, Glenn Mosseller. Thanks for taking time to join us this week on the Retirement Roadmap Podcast. Walter Storholt here with Glenn Mosseller, registered financial consultant, founder and president of Roadmap Financial Consulting. We've got a fantastic show on the way today. Lots of good topics uh, on the agenda as we're going to be diving into a few different uh, elements of this discussion about financial advisors, investment advisor, or are you perhaps working with just a general practitioner? What do these different things mean and how do you know which one that you're working with and what you're getting from each of the folks that might fall into those umbrellas. So I look forward to this discussion with you, Glenn, because, you know, in a lot of cases, an advisor, which, by the way, that term advisor can take on many different meanings. Uh, Sometimes the advisor is only managing the investments but not providing guidance in uh, other areas. So we're going to talk about what your advisor should be doing, some of the most important areas to make sure that you truly have an advisor that's working with you and helping you uh, and keeping your best interests in mind. Uh, So, Glenn, let's kind of run down the list. We've got four items on today's show that we're going to cover and uh, kind of talk about these four important planning elements. And again, I kind of find it shocking sometimes that not all advisors are helping with these different elements or not doing some of these tasks. Seems a bit alarming that somebody thinks they're getting comprehensive service when maybe perhaps that isn't the case. Uh, So let's dive in. First of all, um, financial advisor, investment advisor, or general practitioner, what does it tell you when it comes down to reviewing tax returns? Would all of those different uh, advisor elements be doing that? How often is that the, uh, the case? Well, typically not, Walter. I mean, you know, it, it, it advisor is, you know, either, you know, either in some in some manner or means has the ability to do an analysis or work with your with your tax advisor so that, you know, so that you can know what the, you know, what the effects of, of, of you know, actions might be with, you know, with your, you know, with, with the different accounts that you have. And, you know, it, it's very common to have a conversation with somebody who, you know, is, is that I meet with for the first time. You know, when we, you know, when we start talking about, you know, well, you know, what, you know, let's, you know, let's take a look at your, at your tax returns, you know, and, and, um, and they'll want to say, well, why do you need to see that? You know, and it's like my retirement accounts, this is what I have in my retirement accounts. It's like, well, you know, it's important to know because they interact with one another. Right. And, you know, and the other piece of that is, is not only do your accounts interact with that, your accounts and how you take money out of it, you know, interacts with, you know, how taxable or, or not, so to speak, you know, or, you know, is your social security. Social security benefits are not inherently taxable, but they, but they become subject to taxation based on how much other income you have. So it all interconnects and that's where it gets really tricky. And, and we, we, I know we've talked about this in a number of, number of uh, previous episodes in terms of how, how you, how you draw money out and when you draw money out and how it's positioned and, you know, and what are going to be the tax implications of, of, of activating benefits or, or drawing money from a different account. It's, it's really important to know how that's, how that's going to work, uh, you know, through time. Because, you know, it, it, you can literally be sending extra dollars that you don't need to be sending, you know, to either Washington or if you live here in North Carolina to Raleigh, just simply because of knowing of knowing, you know, what are going to be the implications of that. And then so it's not necessarily how much you, you know, you have in your accounts or how much you make in your accounts as much as how much of it do you get to keep. And that, and the, and that's largely dependent upon you know what are the what are the tax implications going to be you know I often ask folks you know what's your largest expense 
you know, and, and for a lot of people, they, they, they'll come up with all kinds of different things. But for, you know, a lot of folks, it's like, you know, well, think about it now. Now, when you when you actually look at your tax return, different people are going to be in different tax brackets. But there's very few things when you start looking at, you know, when you when you add together, you know, um, you know, the, the, the federal taxation and the state taxation and, you know, and all the things that are there. I mean, how many things are going to, you know, are going to literally take, you know, 10, 15, 20 you know, percent or more of your income? Right. I mean, it, you know, it, there's very few things that are going to be that big of an expense. And so, you know, you really need to understand it's like the, 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 if there's hole if there's holes in your boat, you want to make sure you clog, you know, you, you know, you fix those holes. And, and that's and that's one of the places to start is, is, you know, is looking at where where money is escaping and where it's falling through the cracks. Falling through the cracks. Yeah, I feel like an advisor should certainly be looking for all those different ways that money is falling through the cracks. And so, yeah, review those tax returns seems like an important element uh, for many advising type discussions. Let's talk about another area where it's kind of hard to determine, you know, what is an advisor going to do for you, depending on kind of that definition of their job role. And that's when it comes to income. You know, not all advisors are built to discuss and plan for retirement income, even though I know we've talked about on this show, Glenn, almost every episode probably, just how important that is to really the core of a plan. So where do we see the differences popping up here in regards to retirement income? Right. Well, I mean, again, it depends upon the advisor and what they're and what they do and what their area of expertise is. You know, I mean, there's a lot of advisors out there that they say, look, I'm I'm gonna manage I'm gonna manage your accounts and your investments, and you know you'll be able to draw off you know a certain amount of money and, and that kind of thing. But it's not really a, it's it's more of a focus on what assets are in your account versus how can you create reliable income off of that, right? And you know, and th- and there's some subtleties and gray areas and all of that. But that's that's really an area to delve into, and and you know, and, and ask yourself, you know, are you comfortable with your advisor and the conversations that you've had there with you know with them about you know, well, how are you going to have reliable retirement income beyond beyond Social Security or you know, or if you have a pension, do you do you need to have other income that is not that is not necessarily based in in risk-based assets. You have a way to make sure that you're that you're going to have the income that you need because let's face it, I mean, the way that you know that that our that our lives operate is, is on monthly cash flow. You have money coming in, money going out, and you know and and it's and, and that that's that's really a foundational piece of the overall puzzle and and there's you know there's a lot of folks that are that are in the financial services world that are really good at what they do but sometimes what they do doesn't really include planning and you know planning for retirement income and you know that doesn't make them you know a bad advisor it just means that it's like there 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 are specialties and there's areas where you know where advisors you know focus their attention and and they you know have experience there and and that's and that's what they focus on and you have to ask yourself the question, you know, do, you know, do you, you know, do you, you know, is your advisor, you know, uh, do they have the skill set and do they have the background to do what you need, you know, need at this point in time in your life? You know, a, a lot. It, it's kind of a scenario that I, I, I think we've talked about in the past, Walter, where you sometimes have, um, you know, you sometimes have the analogy of, you know, do you, you know, do you go to the same doctor throughout your entire life? Well, of course you don't, right? When you start off as a, as a, as a child, you know you're going to, you know you're going to a kid's doctor. You know you, you it's a pediatrician, right? You you don't you're not going to you know a, you know a, a, a general practitioner or you know or it's like somebody who's specialized in you know in, in in working with children. 
then later in life, and then then maybe you are working a little bit more with a general practitioner. And then as you get a little older, then you start, you know, getting more specialized because maybe something happens, you know, that that you end up developing, you know, something in your in your health that it's like, hey, I need some special attention here. And then the older you get, there's more and more specialties to it. It's not any it's not really different in the financial services industry. You know, there's there's folks that focus in, you know, the the insurance world, the securities world with, you know, where you are in life. An awful lot of the financial services industry is 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 oriented around accumulation and saving for retirement. But there's you know, there's there's it's a little bit more, you know, detailed and, and a little bit more. Um, specialize when you get into, well, what about living in retirement and, you know, and then navigating through retirement and making those assets last, you know, and not, not necessarily being exposed to all the different risks that can come when the economy shifts and changes because you're, you know, you have a need to draw income from your, from your retirement assets regardless of market conditions. So, you know, you, you really want to make sure that that retirement income plan is in place and that you're comfortable with the fact that, you know, you know, and you, and you, and you, you can see that you have you have a way that you're going to be able to draw that income and it's going to last you for you know throughout your retirement life and you're going to be okay regardless of what the market conditions might be and that's obviously a, a bit different kind of a planning that than when you're when you're saving for retirement and you're trying to you know really focus on you know rate of return and you know making your nest egg grow and you know as you as you transition into being in retirement you still want to have some returns you know, but you also want to make sure that you can actually, you know, draw money out and have it last throughout life. And, and like I say, that's a big difference. And that's a big shift moving from the accumulation phase of life to the preservation and distribution phases of life. And it all makes sense that our goals, our attention and our processes will change as we age and go through different phases of life. So let's just be aware of those changes and those different needs and make sure we're seeking advice from the right folks for our right season of life. That's uh, some, some great reminders there, Glenn. Again, if you have any questions for Glenn, want to talk out something that we've discussed on today's show, reach out anytime by picking up the phone and calling 336-291-3535 or schedule a free consultation at roadmapfinancial.com. No matter where you are, Glenn can meet with you virtually, or if you're local in the Greensboro area, you can come into the office for a conversation. All right, another area where we see these differences popping up among advisors, Glenn, is clarifying the target and goal for each of your invested dollars. Some people have like a, a purpose for every single dollar that you're working on and that you have in your portfolio. Others don't necessarily have those targets. The focus is a little bit different, right? Right. Well, again, well, we, we've talked about this in a variety of different ways, but I mean, uh, you know, I, I tend to like to use the word bucket of money because it's it's easy to visualize and think about. It's like, okay, I've got there's a bucket here for, you know, and, and we've, we've used the idea of tax buckets. We've used the idea of time, time, you know, oriented, you know, buckets. So when I say, you know, when I say tax buckets, you know, there's, there's basically three different types of, you know, of, of money in terms of thinking about the, you know, being tax aware of it. You know, you have taxable accounts, which are like your typical, just your regular brokerage account or your bank account where, you know, you're going to get a 1099 at the end of each year and it's going to tell, talk, you know, it's going to report capital gains or dividends or interest and that kind of thing. You have tax deferred, which is like your, you know, your IRAs and your 401ks and money that you haven't paid taxes on yet. You put it away pre-tax and it's going to be subject to taxation when you pull it out. Right. And then you have, you know, more tax favored or tax free kind of accounts. Those are, those are more like your, you know, your, your Roth accounts and certain types of insurance products if they're structured certain ways. 
right? Those are different. Those are different ways of positioning money in terms of tax diversification, right? And you know, the idea of, of having the right amount of money in each of those buckets can help you can help you be more tax efficient and be more tax aware in, in terms of your planning, right? There's the there's the idea of having timeframes of buckets. You know, you have your soon bucket where you've got you've got money that you know that you're going to need like over the next year or two. Right. Where it's just like, OK, I know we're going to put a new roof on the house or we're going to take this vacation. And, you know, we're, we're, we're in retirement. So we know that we're going to need this money and we can't we can't have it be subject to, you know, to market fluctuations because we know we're going to have to spend X number of dollars. Right. Then you've got, you know, you've got, you know, the um, that's the that's the now bucket. Then you've got the soon bucket where it's like that soon bucket is is, you know, is what what am I going to need over the next five to 10 years? Right. That, you know, that might have a little bit of, of fluctuation in it, but it shouldn't have a whole lot because, again, you need to make sure that it's going to be reliable and it's going to be there for you. All right. Then you have the later bucket, which is way out into the future, probably 10 years or longer. Well, then that, you know, that that positioning of those dollars is going to be is going to be quite a bit different because you have you have time for market cycles to happen. And so there might be a scenario where there might be a little bit more risk involved in those dollars that are that are a little further out there in the future. Right. So there's there's different ways of thinking about how do you position those dollars? And the what I've just been talking about in that type of diversification is typically not, you know, at least from my experience in talking with folks, you know, who are who are either in the accumulation phase or, or kind of transitioning from the accumulation phase to the preservation and distribution phase of life. Those that type of diversification of the of the of the tax buckets and the time buckets, that's not really been a large part of, of, of conversations that they've had before. And it's not really in, in a lot of a lot of the information that they've that they that they've come in contact with. But yet it's it becomes it becomes pretty important when you start thinking about how are you going to start drawing money out? Because it's like you've, you've spent your entire life putting money into these accounts. Now, the question becomes is how are you going to get those dollars out in the most efficient ways in such a way that it's going to last and, you know, and serve you throughout your throughout your life? And that's and that's really critical, and that's 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 key, and making sure that you that you have that you have you know money segmented in such a way that that you're going to have you're going to have the ability to to rely on those dollars to perform certain tasks for you and to interact with the tax code and make sure that that, that they'll be there when you do need them. That's that's critically important, you know, and it's not just the, only about you know well you know what is in this investment account and what's you know what's in that account in terms of how how is it going to react to the markets. Those are those are important things, but that's that's part of that's part of the question. That's not all of the question. Mm, that's a great point, Glenn. And uh, love covering these different angles of what different advisors bring to the table. Where some areas have more coverage, other areas with less coverage, depending on what advisor you're working with, what kind of advisor you're working with. Let's talk about one more angle, one more difference here, Glenn. And that would be reviewing family goals and legacy plans. This is definitely not something that everyone who calls themselves an advisor is going to be working on. Well, that's true, Walter. You know, and, you know, and the, and the reality is, is that, I mean, there, there's different people are going to feel different ways about that, right? And, you know, some, some folks, it's like, you know, they absolutely positively, they want to, they want to leave, you know, they want to leave kids and grandkids certain things, you know, certain, certain, maybe a dollar amount or, or certain assets or, you know, and, and those kinds of things. Um, others may not be all that oriented to it. Sometimes folks just say, you know, well, I never really even had that conversation. I really thought about it. I've just been so focused on putting money away for retirement. But, you know, but ultimately, when you start looking at things that, 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 that there's a possibility that there's going to be, 
you know, money left over, sometimes significant money left over. And the question is, is, you know, how is that going to be treated, you know, you know, at, you know, when, when your when your time on this earth is passed and it's, it's moving on to the next generation, virtually everybody that I talk to is just like, you know, well, yeah, I, I, I do care. It's like, I do want, you know, what my life's work and what's left over to, you know, to go to the people that I care about. And I, you know, I don't want it to be, you know, overtaxed or, you know, or, or, or just slip through the cracks and whatnot. And, and it's like, let's have that conversation about, you know, about legacy, you know, and it's like, what, you know, what's there. And, and, and for some people, that's, that's a real stretch because they never really thought about that. But the reality is, like I say, that there's an, an awful lot of cases, there's going to be money left over. The other thing that I think is important to think in terms of legacy planning is, is that it's not necessarily just kids and grandkids. It's also about, you know, you're the surviving spouse, right? And what's the legacy there? Because there's the, 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 the need to have the money last and there's the need for, you know, for, you know, to have a plan in place that, that can serve either, either person if something was to, if something was to happen to, to one or the other. Right. And and sometimes things are, you know, are, are complicated and, and, and one and one of the one of the spouses doesn't really understand it. Well, it's important that they that, the, you know, that the plan has at least elements that they can understand and they, and they, have, a, they have a working you know, knowledge of of what of what you know, to expect. It's also important to make sure that, you know, that, that people really understand you know, the, the dynamics of how income and taxation and those kinds of things happen when, when one spouse passes away and then there's a surviving spouse, right? Because you, you typically are going to have a drop in income. If you have two Social Security benefits coming in, then the smaller of the two is going to drop off and the larger of the two is going to become the survivor benefit. If you have a pension, oftentimes there there is a there is either a, you know the pension completely goes away or it gets reduced. There are situations where it ends up staying the same, but again, you need to understand whether you know what are the dynamics of that when you're making decisions about whether you know how to take your pension and whatnot. But also understanding what is it going what's going to happen if if you know if one person passes away. The other real big deal with this is is that you know not only what you know is income going to shift and typically go down some. But the you know when we when it comes to filing tax returns, you go from married filing jointly to filing as a, as a single person, which then that means that the thresholds of of how of when you go into the next tax bracket, well that just got cut in half because you're filing as a single person rather than a married married uh, two married people, right? And then you know your your deductions if you're if you're if you're filing the standard deduction, which most retired people are, well then your deductions just got cut in half. So there are situations where folks actually they have their income go down, but their but their tax rates go up, and that's not necessarily something that they that they were planning for, and it's something that they need to be aware of, and you know, and and, and that should be an overall part of the plan to make sure that that the that the surviving spouse is going to be taken care of, and that's in my in my way of thinking, that's that's step one in terms of legacy planning, and then and then you and then you can go to the kids and grandkids and and the other and the other pieces of it. But so many folks don't really think of it in those terms. And I think it's really important to think of it in those terms because there's, there's things that happen that, that, that folks are just unaware of. And it's, if it's outside of your awareness, you can't really plan for it. But if you become aware and you start to learn and understand, it's like, hmm, okay, this is, it's, not, it's not that you have to learn a whole lot more. It's just that you, know, you want to be exposed to what are the likely scenarios that are going to happen and then do you have plans in place to be able to to you know, to take care of of situations that, that that are that are likely to arise, and and is that part of your overall planning, or is that something that you're going to end up having to wing 
you know, to wing it, you know, when, when you know, if circumstances change, you know, that you want to you want to really, you know, have a have a pretty good idea. It's like, OK, if this happens, then then I can expect I can expect this set of circumstances. And then this is this is what we're going to do. And, and we have plans in place to, to be OK with that. Well, Glenn, another great outline of various differences between different types of advisors, financial, investment, and general practitioners. And uh, I really appreciate you breaking all of these things down for us. If you'd like to work with an advisor who covers all of these different elements that we've talked about on today's show and more, that would be a great way to talk to Glenn more about this, get some great guidance on your financial life, talk about what planning really looks like, put it all into the perspective of your particular plan as well. You can reach out to Glenn, registered financial consultant, founder and president of Roadmap Financial Consulting, again by calling 336-291-3535 or go to roadmapfinancial.com and click on the free consultation button at the bottom of the page. And no matter where you are, Glenn can meet with you virtually or you can come in person to the office in Greensboro. Glenn, thank you for the help and we'll look forward to another chat next week. All right, Walter. Take care now. New episodes weekly. We'll see you next time right back here on the Retirement Roadmap Podcast. 